If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, The Plowcast, where there is a video version of this episode as well as all of our other videos like reactions and our shorter content. And if you'd rather continue to listen here on Spotify, then enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to The Plowcast. We're here with our second to last review for The Bad Batch this season. Kind of sad to say, um, we're coming up on the end of the season, uh, so it means the end of the videos uh, in the series for the time. But that's okay. Uh, but man, what a what a banger it was! Season one, episode fifteen, "Return to Camino." I was questioning what number episode it was there for a second. <laughs> um, but we do know, and uh, yeah, normally I have my notes all lined up and orderly in the direction that we're going to take the episode. I did not do that today. I just have them all written down in random order. So we're going to see what happens. Yeah, we're just um, going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's worked out like that before, so we're fine. Yeah. Um, starting out with the biggest thing from the episode is our forgotten batch boy, Crosshair. Um, he he is the star, I guess, of this episode, or, or one of the main stars, him and Hunter. Um, the two of them have some great dialogue, uh, some of the best you know, lines and character uh, in the whole season, I'd argue. Um, yes. But, I mean, just this think like all all the moments where where you can tell that crosshair feels betrayed and abandoned by his team and by hunter um it's it just really hits you when he starts talking about it um uh what did you what are, what are your thoughts when when we're hearing him like gush to hunter like you you guys i hate you all uh i loved it i loved how they're building up crosshair or have been um and i love that they gave him a chance to speak and really say what he's been thinking um, because earlier in our reviews, we were talking about how the Bad Batch doesn't really have a place in the universe. Now the war is over, um, right. and we thought that, oh, they would go find the role. And Crosshair tells us and tells Hunter and, and the Bad Batch that he has found his role. He has found what he's supposed to be doing, at least according to him, and that's serving the Empire. <laughs> and yeah. uh, hearing him try to convince uh, the others to join... Uh, the fact that he didn't just kill them or arrest all of them outright and that he actually does want them to join is awesome to me. That means there's still Crosshair underneath. Um, well, the big thing <laughs> that I'll address is he says he uh, he doesn't have his chip or it's right. not the chip telling him um, to stay with the Empire, which is crazy. I honestly want to believe him. Because I think that makes his motiv motivation more uh, powerful and compelling. Um, because I feel like everything he said in his little, modern, I guess, dialogue with Hunter uh, makes sense. <laughs> I feel like, like if he's being honest and he doesn't have the chip, it's it could be in character for him, and it just shows yeah. how he's developed through this series. And I, I really like that. And I really liked more than anything that they gave him a chance to explain all of that. Yeah, um, it's I I still we have no idea if it's true or not, if the chip yeah. has been removed. He said the chip was removed, um, but there's a lot of different things here that are playing into it. Uh, he has the very conveniently placed burn on his right, the right side right of his there. head, nope. um, about in the same spot where a chip scar would be. So that that's their way of like, oh, well, we can't really tell because if he had it taken out before the uh incident then you really wouldn't see the scar 
um, or he hasn't had it out yet at all, or, you know, whatever. Um, but if you remember at the beginning of the series, uh, I'm assuming when he still had his chip in, they, like, enhanced it or whatever, because they they realized that his was working a little bit. Um, I guess it's possible that once they enhanced the chip, that was basically just transferring its properties to his brain or something like that. And mm. then at that point, regardless of whether you get the chip out or not, the effects are, are lasting and stuck on his head and his brain, um, which could be an interesting theory. Or they could have manipulated him into believing that his chip was removed. That's another theory that I've seen you know, going around a little bit. And I think that's definitely possible. Um, that would be a big reveal shocker moment for him when he when they you know i don't know maybe they take him to a lab and they strap him down and they and he sees that the chip is still in there he's like what but they told me that it was out or you know something like that i have no idea um i feel like there's that they're definitely keeping it that way on purpose especially with the the uh, big the burn scar i feel like there's that's no accident as where that's placed it's meant to cover up um where a potential scar would be or inhibitor chip scar anyway um, but, uh, what do you, what do you think the truth is here? I'm leaning more towards that they're, like, lying about it, or that it's already imprinted on his head, but, you know, what, what do you think? So much going on. We knew so little about the chips, uh, before Clone Wars, even before Bad Batch, um, uh, we know even less about that surgery they did to enhance on Crosshair, so, honestly, it could be any number of possibilities. For me, though, I kind of do want to believe that it's out or that maybe it just fried his brain so much that I think um, more than anything, Crosshair is in passenger seat, more or less. Um, he's not very brainwashed. He's not as much as he was in the beginning. And I think that because of just how much he was speaking, it, it really, to me, felt like that was Crosshair saying the things he said, um, which I, I actually enjoy. But I could see it going any other way and be like, okay, um, just as long as they flesh it out more. Because, <laughs> like you said, like we really like don't know. Like It could be right. any number of things. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, there's also a lot of, like, di- there's a lot of branches that, that could come out of this. Like, different, how does he, does he have it in? Yes. Okay, well, does he react like this or this? Does he have it out? Yes. Okay, does he do A or B? Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that it's not, you know, okay... So he still does have it. They take it out, and then he's just completely back to normal. I I kind of would not like that. I like the fact that Crosshair feels betrayed and that he feels abandoned by his brothers. I think that's a very real thing that you know probably doesn't have to do with the chip. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's possible that the chip enhanced those feelings. Maybe, maybe the real him doesn't feel that as much as he's showing. It's, like, buried a little bit more, and the chip brought it out. But if they're, like, gonna, like, unbrainwash him or whatever and try to bring him back, I hope they don't completely erase, like, his feelings and what has happened to him and just make it, like, nothing ever happened and they can just joke about it. Because that's a very compelling thing, um, you know, how he, the way, why he feels the way he does um, and why he's been showing all this hatred and anger and emotions towards his old team um, little side comments like we didn't have a choice, so but I did. Um, so I hope they keep the aspect where he, you know, feels let down almost by them and betrayed and abandoned. Um, but you know, I feel like that they a, a lot of different options could be pretty uh, interesting, um, and I'm sure they have an interesting conclusion for it 
uh, or cliffhanger, maybe. Um, but I, I hope they, they keep the, the dramatic element here and they don't just, oh, we're back to normal, everything's fine. Because something needs to come out of this, I feel like. Yeah, I would hate to see like a cop out like that or, or just like, oh yeah, doesn't really it doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> It'd almost be like bringing Palpatine back or something after you kill him off. And then yeah, I can imagine around. that ever happening. Like, <laughs> we're so lucky that there isn't a movie that has done that. Yeah, do, could you imagine something that cheesy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from Crosshair's point of view, I, I totally get it. I mean, at at this, we know something's been done to his head to the point where he, you know, sees the Empire as the great savior. It's not, not even really that. He just sees the Empire as something that is there that he can be a part of and be this sort of elite soldier in. It seems like he just cares about being like recognized as this super super soldier among the ranks of the the empire. Um so in his mind you have okay, they're abandoning me for for like nothing for the republic which is nothing anymore. Instead they could have this empire if they chose. They're also replacing me with this little girl clone that they just met, like, today. They didn't even try to help me, you know, like... So, from his point of view, I I can really... I really see where he's coming from. They, they're picking uh, the Republic, which is something that doesn't exist anymore, and this girl instead of him. And, like, especially what they did to his chip and whatever is going on inside his head, that's all enhanced. So, like, his his family essentially just like abandons him and like replaces him essentially and it's definitely deserved the uh, the feeling he has it's not just out of nowhere and it's not a hundred percent empire meddling you know it's a lot of a lot of what he's feeling i feel is you know deserved but i don't know no i i think the the coolest part about it too um is the fact that he offers them to come to the empire yeah it's not like he captured them and said no we're gonna we're going to put chips in your head or we're going to do this experiment on you. No, he kills his own, um, his own buddies, the elite squad. And he's like, Hey, join with me. Like, come with me, not just come. You guys, I'm forcing you to, it's, it's with me because they're still family to him. Uh, at least it seems like, so I, I, to me, that's why, again, I think that it's crosshair who's saying this. Um, yeah. But I, I think again, like this whole like this whole thing is really compelling, and this, <laughs> this is exactly like the type of stuff I wanted from the beginning. So it's kind of cool yeah. to see it play out, and I can't wait for <laughs> to see what happens next. But definitely, yeah. Um, I pro- probably should have brought this up when we were talking about the chips, but there was a moment when they were in the arena or whatever, and they were fighting the uh, like prototype Death Trooper bots that we saw in the first episode. And, like, Crosshair, like, rubs his head for a second. Like, he grabs, like, his forehead and he's, like, like grimacing and he's, like, rubbing it almost. Um, which I feel like had to be intentional. Um, unless it's like, ouch, I bonked my head, it hurts. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like at this point, you know, they're, they're, leaving, they're leaving stuff for us to pick up on. They've been doing that. They did that earlier in the season with Wrecker's whole arc with his chip. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I feel like that could also be something. Sorry, my dog's barking. I don't know what she's barking at. Um, but yeah, I I had a question that I've been thinking about. If the Ooh. chip was removed, when 
because I don't know if it's just because of like us slowly learning more about how Crosshair is feeling, but it seems to me that after a certain point in the show, Crosshair became less droid guy who's just you know taking orders he kind of turned into having more emotion you could see it in his face more he would he would look angrily like at the batch or like when he thinks about them he's he's mad or he would be showing like these you know different ranges of emotions that i feel like earlier on were absent he was kind of just plain faced empire guy let's do it you know i'll just do my my job whatever and then slowly it kind of, I feel like, it, especially in the Ryloth episodes, we kind of seen, we kind of saw more of him. Like when he got permission to go hunt them down, he was like, he was like really mad. And then he started grinning because he's like, finally, I get to go confront them, which I feel like is something they wouldn't, we wouldn't have seen at the beginning of the season. So I'm thinking when, if it was removed, would the chip have been taken out? Because there's, I mean, it could, it could have been immediately when he was in the room, they like zapped him, whatever, and then they took it out immediately. Uh, but we didn't really see a scar or anything after that, so I I feel like it. There's, it's kind of weird where, the, in the timeline, where exactly he had he hypothetically had his chip removed. So I wanted to know what you thought about that. I yeah, I definitely agree. There's been a change in his I guess like mannerisms. Um, we we both said it even before, like during the Ryloth episodes and stuff. That like it seemed like he was more passionate and more kind of aggressive towards the Bad Batch. I th- if I could say like a point, it would be, um, I forget the episode, but uh, when the bounty hunters come back and uh, he gets his face fried, yeah, at, episode eight, or I think. Cad Bane, yeah, um, I would say then, That's but exactly that could what I was that could also be just oh they melted his face so now he's angry, like it doesn't have to be the chip, right? Um, I but and this is why I say that I, I have another question if it's out. Why would the Empire take it out? Um, like, if we are to believe Crosshair, why would the Empire take out his chip? Yeah. What interest That's, is it yeah. of them? Like, <laughs> none of the other clones we've seen have it out yet. Uh, we saw Hauser and a couple of his, um, I guess, uh, squad mates. I don't know. <laughs> the ones who rebelled with him. Um, they presumably still had it in, though. And right. if it's defective, sure. But, like, why would you take it out? I, I, so that's, <laughs> I guess that goes against me, like me believing Crosshair. Why would he take it out? I, yeah. I don't know. I guess that if they if they have the, um, I, was, I don't know the word, but if they're they are willing to to remove it, then he must not need it. So that is more yeah. evidence for the case that whenever whatever they did to him, you know, initially at the beginning of the season when they messed around inside his head, um, made it so that the chip was no longer needed. And whatever they did there made it so that he was just totally, you know, under their their control pretty much without the need of the chip. Um, another thing could be, since they're, they're pushing the uh, Operation War Mantle, it could be just more more of a another step in sort of going away from the clones because we know Crosshair's elite squad is all human recruits. Maybe taking out that chip uh, kind of makes him more like them um, just to sort of help. I don't know. If there's, there's, if I feel like if they're, if they didn't need the chip anymore, 
then they would have they would have been fine taking it out. It's not like they took it out and said, "I wonder what's going to happen here." Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's that, but at the same time, from all throughout the show, we've seen that Admiral Rampart really does not care what happens to them, pretty much, because they're an experimental unit just to test what it's like having human recruits. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that Rampart really cares, honestly, because he said that the, he said, "Oh well, if he fails, then he'll die with the others or whatever." In the last episode, behind Crosser's back, he's always talking about how. Like he doesn't even like the clones, and that they're just this group is just whatever. If they if they lose, oh well. Um, so I feel like they've just done. They they have enough control to where it really doesn't even matter what happens to Crosshair, um, which is an interesting point because Crosshair believes he's like one of their top priorities right now. That he's like one of their most elite soldiers that's you know at the the forefront of this this empire that's steamrolling through the galaxy you know he's like he's like i don't know at the head of the ship i guess but in reality he's just like a like a like a puppet like a test like a test dummy um which you know that there's so like this is all different things but it's all connected and i i'm just really excited to see where they take it honestly but yeah i mean i how about you what did what do you think if they if they had a purpose for taking it out, if there would if there was to be any, what would that be? Uh, no, I think you made a good point. I feel like it's like almost Crosshair like asked Rampart. He's like, "Hey, can I take it out?" And Rampart, like you said, really doesn't care. Um, yeah. He probably saw it as an opportunity to manipulate Crosshair. Maybe he knew that the chips would wear off eventually, and to kind of win Crosshair's loyalty, he's like. Yeah, you know what? I will take it out for you. Meanwhile, like that really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it means nothing to Rampart. But that makes Crosshair, like you said, think he's like, oh, he's like an elite. Like they like him here. They're gonna take out his chip. They're gonna be nice to him. And all the while, it's really Rampart like manipulating him. Like he doesn't care. He dies. He dies. Like <laughs> yeah. I think I think that yeah. I kind of like that interpretation of it. Because honestly, besides that, my best idea was like maybe it just costs too much to keep it in or. I don't know. Maybe some other silly reason the Empire's just yeah. like, yeah, take him out, whatever. But that um, could be like, yeah, I, th- I think apathy would be a, like one of the major things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> get rid of them. Who cares? Like, we're getting rid of the clones anyway. You know? Yeah. That that's another sort of manipulation tactic. If he, you know, if they secretly, you know, did whatever they did to the chip and his head to make him, you know, fully under the control of the Empire. He and he doesn't know this. He still thinks it's the chip. They could remove the chip, and then he, they would force him to assume that, oh, I like the empire because I like the empire, and it's my own free will because I don't have my chip. When in reality, they've just you know brainwashed him to the point where they don't even need the chip, and it's just to trick him into believing that this is really what he wants. Instead of you know, because even if he had the chip. There would always be that possibility of someone telling him that the chip is there and making him think, is this really what I believe? But when you have the chip removed from the equation and you just trick him into thinking that this is him and this is actually what he wants, that's a whole like that's a whole nother level of control that you don't have if the chip is still there. Because that's an element that can be used against the Empire, somebody bringing up the chip to him. Uh, like we saw Hunter try to do and then Crosshair flipped on it. I don't have it, so... We can already see that that strategy, if that's what's actually happening, uh, worked out pretty well for them. Yeah, and 
like <laughs> this is the empire we're talking about so something like this would be right up their alley <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah we get to camino uh and we'll we'll talk about the what happens a little later on we'll get there towards the end but um <laughs> we know now that the empire has Nala say uh and their cloning scientists um which i guess uh we should have all seen coming anyway uh because by the time of the mandalorian the empire clearly are, has already been experimenting with cloning technology um and i think it's pretty safe to assume that Nala say was probably a big part of the operations that we saw with dr pershing in the mandalorian um I saw, I, it might have even been you, I can't remember, but I saw somewhere, or I heard from someone, um, that it would make sense that, because uh, if you're, I think it was you, it might have been you, um, that Pershing really, uh, he didn't want to hurt Grogu, he just wanted to do their tests, and he didn't want, he didn't want Grogu killed, um, and he was very protective. Uh, that's something that we've seen so far with Nala Say In this episode, or was it the last one the one where she was with the cadets she was trying to take the cadets off camino to save them from whatever was coming uh she hired bounty hunters to protect omega so if she is like a sort of head or in a higher position in this cloning you know whatever operation for the empire if that you know trait was kind of passed down through as she trained people or whatever because in the mandalorian pershing is not like this evil maniacal scientist who wants to uh, you take all Grogu's blood and then kill him. You know, he, he's still protective of it. He, he asks Din when Din comes to rescue him. He doesn't know he's coming to rescue him. So he's like, please don't kill it or don't hurt it or whatever. Um, so I, I feel like that could be pretty interesting. So Nalase having, and the Kaminoans in general, having a bigger part in the Empire's cloning technology uh, is pretty cool. And probably something we should have seen coming already. But, you know, oh well. Yeah, I also think like um that would be definitely something that Filoni would do. <laughs> just a little right. connection like that. I think like we've seen it all the time, um, and just this is, would be like one more, just one more little cool little Easter yeah. egg. So I, I, in my head, Ken, at least I like to believe that's what's going on or what will happen. Yeah, um, but speaking of cloning technology and clones, Omega. Uh, has a little bit of a little bit of a revelation for the team here. Um, when they land on Camino, uh, to the nice sounds of the Episode Two Camino uh, track from Attack the Clones, uh, shout out. Um, when they land in this secret sort of you know cloning facility with these tubes in this underground section, um, that Omega reveals that you know this is where she was made. That's where they were all made. All the experimental clones were made. Um, and this we got another line. That uh, she said, experimental unit 99 began right here. I was there. So <laughs> Omega is older than the Bad Batch, which is just when you think about it, it's like, whoa. Because this whole time she's being raised, like, I'm pretty sure we already knew that, but for her to like say it out loud um, and then to stop and think about it, like, they've been raising her, training her, teaching her things, and she's older than they are. She was literally there watching as they were being made, um, which is just crazy to think about. Uh, but I guess she, she I guess doesn't have the the rapid aging that the other clones do. Um, yeah. So I guess it makes sense that she was there, and then they just aged really fast. Uh, but technically, like in the amount of time that they have been in existence, um, not not the speed that their bodies age. She is she's older than them, 
which I just kind of found funny uh, and really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. But that, like, no, that definitely makes sense because she's just like Boba, where like she's unaltered or right. doesn't have the age alter. Um, <laughs> so that makes perfect sense. But I never really like stopped and thought about it. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. cool. And then um, she just straight up says it in the episode. She like, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, no, but I also liked. Um, <laughs> I said it joking, like new Camino Lord just dropped. Uh, but I actually I did really enjoy that. Um, you know the secret underground t- tunnels, Nalase's secret lab. Uh, it again, it's in character for the Kaminoans. They're so secretive and deceitful that something like this definitely makes sense. And having Omega be like the one to know where it is again makes sense. So just seeing all that, like it was a little piece of Camino right before its uh, you know demise, <laughs> I think was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, a couple other people pointed out that uh, you have the the Bad Batch and then you have Omega, but there was more tubes in that room than just enough for them. Um, well, that would be five, right, for the for all of them, because Echo was a reg. So the four of the Batch and then Omega, there was more than five test tubes in there. So are there were those just extra ones that they put in place in case they needed, or... Did they have the specific exact amount of, you know, growth chambers for the amount of enhanced clones that they wanted to make? So is there there's a possibility that there's more enhanced clones or there were at least more enhanced clones somewhere out there that we haven't seen yet? Um, Very I think it was like 12. I think there was like 12 tubes in there or something like that. That could that could also be what Nala say and Lama Sue were talking about. like in the first couple episodes, their plan um, and why they needed Omega back, they could have been trying to make more. Um, yeah, which which will not happen now. But but yeah, that's I I, I didn't pick up on that. That's a cool yeah thing. But uh, another here's a little segue Omega into her. Uh-huh. There's one scene where she's uh, she's outside in the wilderness. Well, not in the wilderness in the in the Kaminoan storms. And uh, we see some really cool animation uh, progression here. Um, uh, the rain, first of all, looked great. Like, it, it wasn't just, you know, thinking back to old Clone Wars, I imagine how it would look back then. It was just, like, some str- animated rain or whatever. But this looked, like, real. And, like, it was moving, and there was, like, mist clouds going around. Yeah. And, like, the, all, the, all the weather, and you could tell, like, you could tell where the rain was coming from. Like, the wind, it just looked really good. Um, and there was also a cool little detail where uh, Omega, since she doesn't have a helmet, her hair got completely soaked. And it was, you could tell, like, you could tell her hair was wet. It was, like, a darker color, and it was, like, all stuck to her face, and it wasn't, you know, poofed out in any areas. Um, which I thought was a really cool detail, because, especially in Clone Wars, there's a lot of times where, like, in the beginning, anyway, you'd have characters, like, jumping and running and flipping, like, Anakin's doing a backflip or something, or he's hanging upside down. And his hair is perfectly still, like, and it hasn't moved at all, even though he's, like, hanging upside down or something. So just, you know, seeing them progress in this animation style was just really cool. And we both noticed it right away when, when her hair was, you know, all wet like that. Uh, but there's a really cool detail that, uh, that we noticed. Yeah, we, we say the animation gets better every episode, and it literally does. Like, they, <laughs> they pull out tricks like this where, I, like, I don't think we've ever seen wet hair like that before in this art style. Um, the Clone Wars art style. So, like, they didn't even have to do it. They could have just said, 
no, yeah, that's not part of the art style. We don't want to. We don't want to do that. But no, they go out of their way <laughs> to do the little flex and just say, yeah, we like yeah. animation's good here, <laughs> and I yeah. love it. I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think uh, was a little kind of a missed opportunity in the whole the whole show has been the elite squad. Um, they were in the trailers, and everybody's interested about who they these 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 clones who have like gray armor with green visors. Ooh, what are the? And you know, we eventually learned that they're they're probably the first recruited human soldiers into the empire. One of the first group of recruits. Um, they have that. Introductory scene where they all are talking to each other and saying, "Well, the the Republic didn't give me this, so I'm fine with the Empire." You know, all that like you know, sort of build up, and they they kind of just turned out to be like a couple big moments or like a punchline kind of because the the biggest things that they did that like the most memorable parts of their characters is when they died, like the most memorable part, memorable part of uh, I think it was episode three in terms of the elite squad is when crosshair literally kills one for not following his orders. And then, uh, and then the others, you know, eventually go along with what he says in this episode, their big moment is getting shot by crosshairs reflector discs. He shoot, you know, shoots a shot and takes out all four of them. Um, now I'm not expecting them to be like right up in the action, you know, all the time, but I feel like maybe like a couple more scenes of them just being people like, or just seeing what they're, about a little bit or them you know in action i feel like it really would have been a cool you know you know way of going about the story if instead of getting what we got it was a there was a little bit more couple episodes of this elite squad you know being elite and you know hunting down the bad batch or something there's like some chase episodes or episodes where they're on the run from the squad crosshair and his squad together coming after the bad batch but in the end it really just kind of was Crosshair using them and Crosshair being sick of them and not really caring about them at all. And they kind of just died. And that's kind of it. I think one is alive. One escaped Camino and got on the shuttle. Um, but I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I am very underwhelmed. Just the same as you. We didn't even get names, uh, a couple <laughs> of speaking lines, but no names, not even TK numbers. Um, and I think they do, but they don't say them. Like it's ES one or something like that. Uh, un- unfortunately, even, yeah. I I have to say it. I get huge sequel vibes. I get a uh, Captain Phasma vibes. Oh, I get oh. Kn- Knights of Ren vibes, where these guys look awesome. They're supposed to be awesome. They're an elite squad. You know, the Knights of Ren took down Luke's Jedi Temple, and uh, we get nothing from either of them um except for a couple scenes and and we're just left to infer they're cool i I don't like that show me they're cool it wouldn't be it wouldn't take too much extra time there's ample opportunity to show it especially in a bad batch type show where it's a season long i mean i would love to see these guys in action um i do think i do have to say though crosshair killing them like that i really liked it (laughs) i I think those mirrors are cool yeah it was dope um, I don't really have a problem with that. I, I just like I, I you would probably agree. It's just it's the only reason I have a problem with their deaths is because there wasn't a lot before that. Like you were saying, their deaths are kind yeah. of the biggest thing about them, which is yeah. unfortunate. Um, you mentioned it. They kept one alive. I don't think that was an accident. I think uh, I think it was a, a she. Right. Yeah. Um, I think she'll be uh, maybe a villain or at least please a larger role in season two which is confirmed so 
I'm hoping yes. out that they saved her for a reason. I hope so. Um, like imagine one of them or a couple of them, you know, actually being a character. Uh, and they get a couple scenes every episode where we slowly learn more about them. Um, and the whole the whole group, you know, goes after the Bat Batch and they confront them. Um, I think being one of the first groups of of human recruits into the Empire, it would be really interesting to hear their ideology, I guess, or their reasons behind joining willingly joining the Empire and talking to the Bat Batch. Like you, you care about this Republic for what, or you, don't you see how much better this could be? Um, but we kind of did get some of that with Crosshair, and I don't mean exactly that, but just having them interact with the Bad Batch, you know, episodes where they're being hunted, they're called the Elite Squad, and, like, the only thing they do that's elite is, like, murder a couple civilians and then die. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i not buying elite anything, because really, I mean, they didn't do anything that noteworthy. Um, and y- you could argue that it's they're not supposed to be characters, because it's just, you know, for the purpose of... of starting war mantle uh and like getting to the point where the empire is recruiting soldiers they're just because you know it makes sense that the empire would you know do a test run first uh experimenting with these with these soldiers um but at the same time when they're so heavily not heavily but they're in the trailer a good amount um or one of the things that people were most you know questioning like are these clones are these you know stormtroopers is that crosshair who's this one with this with a rifle looks like could it be crosshair well who are these guys um and then for them to just kind of be wasted and that's not really a thing with this episode that's more of a whole season thing yeah Um, and i'm not like they could i'm still fine with their deaths i'm still fine with crosshair turning on them because you know he doesn't really need them he he doesn't he sees them as like weaker or inferior i guess i'm totally fine with that their death scene was awesome my problem was not the scene itself. My problem was that it's like their only thing that's notable that happens to them. Um, but like a couple scenes or maybe take out some of those Sid episodes and replace them with like a couple episodes of this elite squad actually being an elite squad. Um, I think that would have helped a lot because then, you know, you have that little bit of background on them. It hits you a lot harder when Crosshair then just murders them all without hesitation. Um, I think that could that scene could have been a lot more compelling than, whoa, he just killed those guys. Instead, it's like, whoa, he killed, but they were, like, you know, really, you know, I don't know. If if they were characters a little bit more, I feel like that would have hit harder. Yeah, I I think it's just another missed opportunity, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. uh, something, Something else that sucks is the fact that after this episode, we have lost Topoka City. It has been destroyed by the Empire um, using Venators of all ships and clone troopers being the ones to fire the weapons. I j- uh, that, that was definitely on purpose, too. That one shot of the, uh, the clone in, in, the, uh, in the Venator manning one of the turrets or one of the monitors, that was definitely on, in there on purpose for you to Absolutely. realize oh, these are clones firing on their own home. Um, just like seeing the place empty when just... All the memories that we have, episode two when Obi-Wan's there, seeing like thousands of clones getting their armor, sitting in the mess hall, um, seeing Django and Boba, and then Clone Wars. Oh my god, the whole episode, like Defend Kamino, I think it's called, where Fives and Echo and 99 and Rex and Cody and the cadets are fighting against the droids to save their home. Um, the whole arc with Fives and AZ3, uh, where he you know learns about the inhibitor chips, all of that, so much stuff just gone just absolutely gone um 
I feel like it. There's no other way it could have ended, honestly, because the Empire wouldn't want to keep that loose yeah. end hanging around. Absolutely, um, they would want to, you know, have their own facilities and whatnot. But just it's, and then they they have this the somber music starts playing while the batch is running away, and then they cut to the bad batch's room, I, or one of the one of the rooms anyway. It looks like their room. Uh, then we see the mess hall and then the the cloning facility itself. And then just Tarkin coming over the projector and saying his iconic line, you may fire when ready. He and said the thing! He said the thing! <laughs> we finally had one. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, in, our, in our reaction, anyway. But then gives that command, and they just blow it to smithereens. Um, man, that was sad. I mean, we've already had a couple sad moments in the show. But I think that, that probably takes a cake for me. Um, just because of the nostalgia, like Camino has been around since the year I was born, so like just I, I don't know, just all the nostalgia and the the fact that's been with us for so long, and yeah. just seeing it just get destroyed like that by the Empire, just absolutely heartless. Um, press F, I have to pay respects. To ask, please drop an F. Ah. Yeah, I, honestly, I was on on rewatch. I was surprised how sad I was. Yeah. Um, in our reaction, you saw it. Me and Evan were devastated. <laughs> All that nostalgia and everything. That little slideshow really got to me. Got to uh, both of us. And the music. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, when I feel nostalgia for Star Wars, right off the bat, I think stuff like like Hoth or Coruscant or, or Naboo or, or places like that. But right. feeling so much nostalgia for, for Kamino, I think is a testament to Clone Wars. I, yes. It just shows how much it has sympathized all of us to the clones and Bad Batch as well. Um, and it's just, oh, that slideshow, they knew what they were doing. This has been Filoni and everyone else's project since the beginning. And seeing it end like this with clones killing their own homeland is just such a defeating moment. Yeah, um, watching Defend Kamino will never be the same. Oh, it, it hurts yeah. so much. And and yeah, I, I, if if I mean, if I never seen Clone Wars, I I feel like I wouldn't feel this sad, which is right. in a weird way cool to me. <laughs> it's yeah. cool how much I feel sad to me. Yeah, very very um, small percentage of the the total amount of people that have watched Star Wars stuff would feel this, and I feel like that's kind of special. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like them leaving it here, like ending the episode on such a low point. Um, I, t- I said I wanted a low point. This isn't what I meant. Um, but this is kind of exactly oh, what I meant. That final shot. I'm with so three venators just firing yeah. in, into this fireball. Like, oh. Yup. Um, but, like, we sink so low. And for next episode, I think we're going to soar high. I can't, I can't wait. Because <laughs> there's no way they're going to kill off Topoka City like this and not have a epic conclusion they've got something waiting for us and i think this more than anything confirms my theories of that yeah i i agree with you i would love to be happy uh after that yeah yeah at the same time a part of me wonders if we could go even lower at some in some capacity because that that's some of the best storytelling when when you can get to when you can get the viewer to feel like they personally have also hit like rock bottom and it's just mm. awful. That is a testament to good storytelling. Um so either way, I guess it'll be fun, but I don't know, maybe like 
maybe Crosshair sacrifices himself to redeem himself in the eyes of his brothers or something, or Hunter sacrifices himself to show to Crosshair that they care about him, something like that. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's possible, based on what we've seen so far in the show, it's possible that they go even lower and do something that just breaks our hearts even more, or come out with like a triumphant, you know, victory, like a like a somber, you know, happy ending, but you know, at the same time we lost to Poker City and something happened. So I there either way is possible, I feel like. Um and I feel like I'll enjoy either way. Uh because there is a season two. So it's not like yes. oh my god, everything is miserable and that's the end of the show. <laughs> like there there is going to be a season two at least. Um so I, I either way I feel like I'll be happy. Um and if it's the sad thing, then I'll be happy after I'm sad. I'll, I'll be happy that I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm checking, checking through my notes here. I mentioned the uh, Camino music from Attack of the Clones, which was pretty cool. Um, Imperial Venators, we saw last episode, um, but just a Venator with no no Republic markings. Crazy. They should have just kept those. Screw the Imperial Cruisers. Venators are where it's at. Just saying. But Ooh, um, I, I kind of... I'm very nostalgic for the Star Destroyers. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you keep them both. But uh, yeah, both of them. But I agree, though. Seeing Venators in all gray is very eerie. <laughs> yeah. Very eerie. Same, same like with the gunships. Just seeing them in all yeah. gray. Like, That's yep. wrong. That is just objectively wrong. There needs to be the lime green and the maroon. <laughs> yeah. With uh, the giant <laughs> shark mouth. But whatever. A um, couple more random notes here. Uh, I thought it was really cool to see the whole squad, uh, you know, just for a brief moment, you know, fighting as a whole team. Um, when Omega unleashes all of the the training droids, like the proto death troopers, into the uh, training grounds, and then Crosshair decides, well, he sees that okay, there's no way out of this unless we all fight these guys together. Just that brief little moment in between the Crosshair is really depressed that you guys left him, and then. Camino getting blown up. In between that, we had a nice little, nice little happy moment. We're just, you know, just seeing the whole batch fight as a whole team. I just thought it was really cool because you know you get that moment where you think Crosser's about to shoot Hunter, but instead he turns and he shoots the he shoots the um the uh, the droid that's coming at them. Um, just that moment, and then you realize, okay, it's on. We're gonna fight this as a team. Um, really made me made me happy. Yeah, it heavy paralleled the first episode. Um. And they're doing pretty much the same thing, fighting off all those droids in front of Tarkin. And yeah. so it was, it was, it was a cool callback. Um, but the, like everything has changed. The whole dynamic of the group and emotions and everything is different now. So just seeing something familiar but so new is, is like a very mm-hmm. compelling like storytelling element. So, yeah. yeah. You, you, you mentioned uh, parallels. Um, this, this was an interesting parallel also to the first episode and the fact that uh, in the first episode, the Batch um, is trying to leave Kamino, and they they leave without Crosshair. Um, and this time, they're trying to leave Kamino again, but they bring him with them this time. Hunter makes it very clear, he's like, no, we're, he's coming with us this time when they leave. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really cool line. Um, and just like a, a nice, you know, nod, or not nod, but like a, a parallel to the first episode where they leave Kamino without him, and now they're leaving Kamino with him. Um, well, they try to leave anyway, because for yeah. all we know right now, they're like buried under rubble. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, 
any other notes here? I feel like we should save a good chunk of time for our predictions because that will be a bigger part of the video than it normally is. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's hop right into predictions because I, right. I definitely want to hear yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yep. Man, I already said, I kind of said a lot of them. Uh, like, like, I feel like, I, I don't know. I'm going to say that either Hunter or Crosshair will die. That's a very, very bold thing to bring up, but I'm thinking one of the two of them would be the uh, the biggest sort of emotional, you know, moment or the biggest plot, you know, device, I guess. Because none of the rest really seem to make sense. Um, I guess Echo maybe would be kind of compelling, but that would be more for Clone Wars veterans, not really for this show. So, um, I don't know. I also have, like... Not really predictions, but just things that could happen. Like, maybe this situation on Camino just, like, devolves further, gets completely out of control. Um, is it possible that we see Darth Vader step in? I was like, fine, I'll do it myself, this place, and just kind of, mm. I don't know, do something to try to, just like a little cameo, you know? Um, it's just, I don't know, we could see some of that, possibly. Uh, I'm interested in seeing how the Batch are gonna get out of this like are they split up maybe by the rubble and they have to work together like is it like crosshair and like omega are separated from the rest of the squad and they have to he like she has to try to convince them that they need to work together to get out of there um you know, hunter could like sacrifice himself like i said earlier uh there's they're not they don't really leave us with much they they leave us with focus city has been destroyed all of the characters are inside still while it's being destroyed and it's very possible that they've just been entombed in rubble and that's what that's how they leave it so um it's not like there's a huge you know giveaway as to exactly what's going to happen um but they could pull out they could just go ham they could throw in like boba the bounty hunters come back darth vader is a cameo or they could keep it simpler you know uh but i think a big part of the episode will be in the beginning, at least, you know, the batch trying to, you know, get out of the rubble and figure out what the hell is happening, trying to just get out of there. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's going to be hard getting out. That's the, like the biggest hole, I guess, in my predictions. I really don't know how they could survive. Um, I think maybe Omega has another secret tunnel or something in her back pocket. Um, but for me, my prediction is probably like the first half almost is going to be them escaping um not just the rubbles of Topoka city but also the imperial um ships and everything just trying to get off world um but after that i think it's going to be um pretty much omega's episode i think she some way is going to convince crosshair to come back to the good guys um i don't know how she's going to do it but i feel like we've been building her up so much this whole season that something big's going to happen with her character. Um, whether it, it could be, like you were saying, maybe Hunter dies, and she uses that to bond the group together. Maybe Crosshair regrets that he, he had some action in, in, in Hunter's death, and that does it. I don't know, but I think no matter what, Omega's going to be really the star of the grand finale. Yeah, that would definitely be really interesting. Um the idea that she, uh, you know, has to go through this, like you said, with a, a scenario where Hunter, you know, dies or sacrifices himself or something, um, that would 
that would be a, a really it'd be really interesting to see how she reacts to that and what she does. Um, obviously, aside from it being like very sad, um, but just yeah, seeing right. if she can, you know, because they seem to they definitely she's a main character of the show, obviously. Yeah. So and she's like one of the newly introduced characters to the Bad Batch. So I definitely think it's possible that she um, is sort of the star of this episode. Maybe her and Crosshair as like a callback to that moment um, they shared in the cell together when uh, when she was like, I, I know it's not your fault or whatever. Uh, so there's still that, which clearly, I don't know, I, that could be some unresolved thing between them. I feel like Crosshair probably feels jealous of her in some way because she was like his replacement. Um, you know, in the uh, in episode eight, when they're talking and uh, as soon as Omega opens her mouth, Crosshair's like fired her, shoot, fired the girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's definitely like jealous or just angry that she exists and like i don't know kind of took his his spot with the team they she like took his family so something between them two or at least omega uh would definitely definitely be very interesting yeah i think like it's gonna happen one way or another i don't know how it's gonna happen um but i think omega is going to solidify herself as the glue that holds the bad batch together she's gonna be the one to Make them all into a family again and settle all the disputes somehow. I, I I definitely think that's gonna happen. Yep. Yeah. Um. Oof. I guess we should go for like bold things, like bold predictions that will not happen. Uh, Let's making an appearance. Darth Vader will have a cameo when he comes to to Oof. save the day for the Empire. Um. One of the batch will die, most likely Crosshair or Hunter. Uh. And I feel like those are pretty bold. <laughs> Um, but how about how about you? Some bold predictions that probably will not happen. I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like in the place they left it is so like barren for predictions. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like it's just yeah. okay, they're stuck there. Now what? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I want to say something crazy. Like I can't even say Luke Skywalker is going to show up because he's like three, not even. <laughs> um. I don't know who. Like, I want to say someone comes in and saves the day. It could be Rex, Ahsoka, maybe. I don't know who. Who could? I feel like uh, Ahsoka would be kind of crossing a line for me. Rex, I get he's a clone, and he's yeah, he's like a member. He's not a member. He's like an honorary Bad Batch member. He's like one of the regs that they actually like. Um, he had a big, you know, part of Order sixty six because of the inhibitor chips. So it was kind of required for him to be there. For the Bad Batch's chips, because how else would they get them out? Who would they turn to? Um, Ahsoka, I feel like, kind of crosses that Clone Wars line to me. At the same time, if Ahsoka walks onto the screen, I, I, would, <laughs> I, would, crap, I would crap my pants. We're going to lose it. so yeah. happy. But, you know, after the episode, after the fact, subconsciously, I, you know, I feel like that kind of just crosses a line for me. I feel like that, yeah. at that point, we're getting too much into... Let's see how many Clone Wars characters we can jam into this thing. Um, yeah. So, Ahsoka, I don't know. Uh, I feel like Boba Fett, as much as it's an outlandish prediction, it, it could be a very legitimate prediction because they could very well be just trying to hype up the book of Boba Fett. Um, you know, maybe just to get remind people that Boba Fett's out there and to just, you know, put Boba Fett into their minds subconsciously as being part of the universe going forward and then into his own series. So I feel like that could be a possibility. Um, Clone Wars, we also had a Vader cameo. So they have the animation model for Vader. 
uh, maybe like a quick little, I don't want him to be a character or anything. I don't even think I really want him to say anything. Maybe he could say a line or two if that were to be the case, but maybe Vader would be a very bold thing uh, once eventually the, the full Empire kind of rolls in, because that was the Clone Wars one. It jumped ahead in time a little bit, and uh, we were just full Empire. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Boba Fett is probably the most realistic bold prediction, considering his show's coming out in a couple months. But, you know, I don't know. I don't it's... really know what the purpose he would serve would be. Maybe not, I'll say, one last-ditch eff- last effort to save Omega or something. I don't know. I was, I was going to say... Uh... Fennec is is his friend at least in the Mandalorian times, mm-hmm. um, and it is his home getting bombed. <laughs> Maybe he does yeah. show up and see it today. Um, and he blew Cadbane's head off. Yeah, so because <laughs> so that's that would be if there was going to be like a a big moment for me. I think someone's going to swoop in and save the day to save them from the rubble. If that right. would be like that would be my cameo. I don't know who it would be. <laughs> Maybe Boba. But I, I guess that's my prediction. Again, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. So yeah. um, I anticipate learning, though. Yeah. Out. yeah. Um, but I think that's good for predictions. Like we said, there's not much to really predict, yeah. I guess. Um, well, I guess we can go into our sort of review. This was a great episode. One of my favorites, easily, of the entire show. Um, just the, the character moments between Crosshair and Hunter really brought it up there. Um, the action was great. You know them fighting in the uh, in the training grounds. The whole the emotion of the scene mm. of Poca City. They did that so well with the with the music and um, just all of the details about it, like how it was Venators and clones that were you know firing the cannons. Um, the little slideshow they did of just the the place being barren and empty after all we've seen happen there, being it being lively and you know clones and Kaminoans running around. Um, so not even just the story, but the production of the episode was really great. Um, like we said, the animation was great. You know, characters had their moments to shine. Really, really good episode. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Top, top episode of the season, no matter how good next episode is. Um, yeah. The action was great. The story was great. Everything made sense to me. Uh, but more than anything, it was the emotion. Uh that they put inside of it with the music, <laughs> the little slideshow. I mean, the slideshow speaks a million words to me, um, even on the rewatch. So that to me cements this is like a very good episode. Um, yeah. and, and more than anything, honestly, I said it um, two episodes ago, or no, last episode, um, is that it gets me hype for the finale. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't wait. Um, and when like when I walk away from seeing an episode and saying, "Oh, I can't wait to find out what happens next," like that's a good episode to me, no matter what. So, definitely top of the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about all we got. Uh, I mean, sorry if this episode seemed a little bit all over the place. I didn't really have, <laughs> you know, an outline. I just kind of had a bunch of notes, and we just kind of rambled about what we uh, wanted to talk about. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, we have. We have our playlist for all of the reviews and all the reactions for the Bad Batch so far. And uh, next week, or later this week, oh my god, it's this week. Oh, uh, we man. have the finale of Season 1 of the Bad Batch, our final reaction for the season, followed by our final review a couple days later. Um, let us know what you thought about this episode. Do you agree? Was it really good? Um, make sure you stick around to the channel for our complete review of the whole season as well as our ranking of each episode uh in terms of you know least favorites most favorite 
which we also did for season two of the Mandalorian. So stick around for that. Uh, check out the reaction to the episode if you haven't already, as well as the other episodes. Um, yeah, thank you for watching again, and we'll see you in a couple days for the finale. I am very pumped. Have a good night, my little lights. Was that a little lights? Was that a Destiny Two reference? It was something. <laughs> well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> little lights. Little lights. Oh.